All right, we continue our Region 11 football preview with one of the uh, more dynasty teams in not only just the 4A class, but maybe the state of Utah, and that is Skyview Football. Coach Howell joins us now over here on the Full Court Press. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. We're good. We're good. Thanks for uh, joining hey, us We're here. talking football with the coach, so yeah, it's no always kidding. good. <laughs> uh, does it come up quicker on you than it does on us, just the football season? I know you got a lot to do, planning schedule and such, and then you got, uh, I mean, you run into center camp two-a-days, and all of a sudden you're one week away from the season. Yeah, it's unbelievable how quick it all happens. You know, it seems like we just finished and kind of started winter workouts, and here we are going again. So, yeah, every year it seems like the summers get shorter, and and the season gets longer, and so um, yeah, we're 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 getting fired up, and getting ready to go again. It's a great, as AJ alluded to. There's a great tradition there at Skyview, a lot of success, and that it, it really stands to the developmental programs that are going on in that area at the youth levels, and then the great coaches there that are taking them to the next level. Um, you've had to go through some developmental stuff, trying to figure out some key pieces. Uh, every coach, every team has kids who graduate, and you're trying to figure out next pieces for this next team. But for yours, uh, probably one of the bigger pieces is figuring out who your quarterback is going to be. Is, have you identified who that is, and how's that uh, uh, that competition facing out so far? You know, you, you uh, kind of your initial question talked about um, kind of figuring out and fitting pieces of the puzzle and all those things. And, and, you know, that's part of the process every year as we develop um, you know, our younger programs, our JV and our freshman programs. And so it's definitely a process to bring these kids along. And, and we're really excited about the group of kids that we have coming this year. They've, uh, you know, if we're talking specifically about our seniors, they've had incredible, um, you know, JV seasons. They've lost two games in two years. They're really successful as a freshman group. Uh, so we're definitely super excited about them. They've had a ton of success. They know how to win. Uh, a lot of them played critical roles on our teams the last two years. And then as you, as you uh, asked about our quarterback, you know, we have three really, really good kids in our program, and each one of them have uh, a lot of strengths uh, in their own right. Jace Severo, super intelligent kid, um, has a, has a, comes from a coaching background, really intelligent, knows where the ball is supposed to go. Uh, Carson Thatcher has a super strong arm. Um, has spent a ton of time at camps and those types of things. And so he, he's, he's really worked hard to be where he is. And then Garrett Zollinger has been in our program for three years, going on his fourth year. Uh, big, strong, good-looking kid, has a super strong arm, has a really, really good understanding of our offense, um, runs it really well, um, continuing to work on his ability to be, um, you know, kind of a complete passer. And so we're excited about all three of them. Um, Garrett, uh, just because of his time in the program, really has emerged as kind of the number one guy right now and is doing a really good job. But those other kids are doing a fantastic job and, and uh, are continuing to battle as well. How do you replace Isaac Larson? I know it's uh, maybe the replace is not the correct word, but how do you fill that massive gap because of how big of an impact he had on every facet of the football field? You know, um, people said the same thing a year ago about Mason Falsliff. How are we going to replace <laughs> Mason Falsliff? And the thing about it is, is we have great kids in our program. Um, we have kids that are, are really explosive. And now it's just kind of that, that next man up mentality. We have some really good players uh, who will fill that void. Now, um, you know, both of those guys, both Mason and Isaac, brought a dynamic 
kind of piece to the puzzle. And so we'll use multiple guys to kind of um, take the place of what those guys were doing. Um, Cole Watterson uh, is extremely explosive. He played almost exclusively on defense last year. And um, we kind of look, look for him to kind of uh, create some of those explosive type plays. He is really, really fast and super quick, uh, super excited about him. And then uh, we have two other receivers, well, three other receivers that I really like that can uh, kind of take the top off of the defense. Uh, Davis Hall is really good, played a ton at our nickel uh, last year. Um, Jackson Sunstrom, big, strong kid who has great ball skills, love what he's doing. And then Brooks Rigby has really emerged as a junior. Uh, he's about 6'3", uh, can really jump. And it has, you know, he was kind of, I wouldn't say a late bloomer, but kind of like a baby giraffe for his freshman and sophomore years. And now he's just kind of grown into that body and, and uh, really excited about what he's going to be able to do for us this year. Coach Chris Howell, head coach of the Skyview Bobcats, getting ready for their uh, football season opener next week. And, Coach, we talk about players and positions and, and kind of filling holes. It seems like you don't have as many holes to fill defensively. It seems like a lot of the guys that – uh, that played key roles defensively are back this year. Is your defense going to be the strength of your team this year, or is it still going to be pretty balanced? Oh, I, I certainly hope it's balanced. Now we've we've been able to play really good defense the last couple of years, and we, you know, that we we build our team more or less around our defense. You know, I'm a I'm a defensive guy. I love coaching defense, and and so we take great pride in being good defensively. Uh, one of the things we try to do to develop and continue to play good defense is rotate more guys on the defensive side of the ball. And so that way, you know, we, we continue to have those guys with a lot of playing time and, and experience. And that's kind of where we're at this year. And so I think early on, especially with, uh, you know, maybe some of our losses at the running back position, at the quarterback position, uh, the offensive line position, uh, we're going to depend on our defense to make some plays and keep us in games. And then as our offense continues to grow and get better and improve and build that chemistry that's so critical on the offensive side of the ball that, that we'll get back to that, that balanced um, situation that you talked about. Eric, you want to hear a stat that blows your mind? In the last four years, the Skyview Bobcats are 46-3 and three in football games. <laughs> Coach, i got to ask it's you, crazy. how do you – how do you continue to motivate? I know it sounds like a stupid question, but I promise I'm being sincere. How do you continue to motivate kids to want to be at their very best when they've been at the pinnacle, when they've been at the absolute peak, won state championships and such? How do you come back and motivate them the following year? What do you tell them? Well, we, we talk a lot about, you know, those. We, we rely a lot on those guys that were able to get to the top of the mountain and be a part of that and how hard it was because, you know, it, if you're on the outside looking in, it, it might seem or look easy, whatever you want to call it, but it's not. It's super hard, especially when, you know, especially in a region where we've, we've been pretty successful over the last few years, uh, everybody's out to get you. You're going to get everybody's best shot, and so we have to prepare that way. Um, and we, we make sure as a coaching staff and um, as a leadership group, uh, we make sure that we remind kids all the time that we have a target on our back uh, that if we don't give our best effort, if we don't, um, you know, play and practice with a growth mindset, that that we're going to get beat um, and get beat a lot. And so we continue to push that way. And then the other thing that I would say is that uh, because of uh, you know the, the results we've had the last couple of years, the expectation level is extremely high. 
And so the culture that exists within our program kind of drives uh, the way we practice and hopefully the way that we perform. Coach, looking at your schedule, you open up the season next Friday uh, hosting Harriman, uh, <laughs> 6A school, and then you got a couple other 5A schools uh, on your schedule. you got uh, a trip up to Idaho. Just Generally, we've been asking some of the coaches, your philosophy about the non-region games that you get to schedule, uh, what's your thought process and the, the type of schools you like to try to put on your on your schedule before you get to region play? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I believe very strongly in not scheduling any cupcakes. You know, we, we want to use, even though, so now with the RPI, every game counts, you know, they're all, they're all, uh, they all count the same. And so um, we are building ourselves for the playoffs. And so we scheduled, it was kind of one of those years where it was time for us to reschedule and bring in some new teams and, and some of those things. And to be honest with you, there's not a lot of teams that are, that are super excited about playing us you know, in our classification or a classification above us. And so we went out and found teams that we feel like will help make us better and that will really push our team and, and uh, get us to practice and, and perform hopefully at a very high level. You know, if you look at both Harriman and Mountain Ridge, uh, basically Mountain Ridge is an offshoot or a new school that broke off from Harriman. They're both 6'8 schools. They're going to be really tough just based off of the depth that they're going to have and especially Coach Pierce at, at Harriman High School has had a ton of success and will really challenge us schematically and with, with the guys that they have. Uh, Bonneville had a great season last year. Um, they have really, really good athletes. will be at their place, so that makes that difficult. And then Rigby lost in the championship uh, last year, uh, won it the year before. We watched them play Box Elder the week before us last year. Um, up in uh, Rexburg, and they beat Box Elder 50 to nothing, and they might have been the best team that we saw play all year. They'll give us a challenge like we haven't had in a while. And so um, our, our, our preseason is brutal. We understand that, and the goal is, is to prepare us for, for the playoffs. Uh, because we know that that playoff run is going to be critical for us again this year. Uh, Eric asked Coach Cox this yesterday. I want to get your thoughts as well, because you're, you're one of the top teams in the 4A class continuously. Your thoughts on the RPI? You like it or you hate it? I I like parts of it. I'm not in love with the fact that there's only two regions now. Yeah. Um, just in the sense that, you know, based off of the RPI, there's so few teams, we could end up honestly playing two teams from our region the first two weeks of the playoffs, you know, based off of the RPI system. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily healthy. And then long-term, you know, uh, when you get to the playoffs based off of, off of, uh, you know, the RPI system and the fact that there's only two leagues, we could end up going to St. George two weeks in a row as well. And I don't, oh, wow. I don't think either of these situations are, are what's best for kids. But, um, you know, that's out of our control. And, you know, when you get to that point, you're, you're just going gonna to play ball. It doesn't matter who shows up. Uh, Coach, just uh, uh, another quick question for me. Just your, as you survey Region 11, uh, I know there's a new coach at, uh, at Mountain Crest. There's some new coaching changes with some of the staffs. And always there's turnover with players, but as you kind of survey the region, how do you assess what what we're going to see this year up in uh, here in Northern Utah? Uh, it'll be unbelievable battles every single week. Um, I, I just I don't think people understand how good the football is here. First of all, and second of all, how good the coaching and and scheme is. Uh, we have really good players that play 
really hard, and then we have coaches that prepare really hard as well. Sorry, we've got an announcement going on. Uh, but, you know, we, we know uh, what teams have coming back. Uh, we know that Ridgeline's going to be really good. In my opinion, they have one of the best quarterbacks at the state at, at, um, at all levels. We know how tough he is. Um, we know the guys that they have coming back around them. Um, you know, they have coaches that are familiar with our schemes on both sides of the ball. So that creates challenges as well. Green Canyon's the same way. They have a coach that has a ton of success in this state and a ton of longevity. Uh, they have familiarity with our schemes. Um, Logan, I believe, has a really good quarterback and good running back and people coming back around him. Coach Bowen's getting that thing going in the right direction. Um, they create some great challenges. I think that what, what Coach Kearns is doing at uh, Mountain Crest, um, he's bringing a, a new style a new scheme that really we don't see a lot at our level. So I know that's going to create problems. Um, and then Bear River is always, you know, I, those, those Bear River kids remind me a lot of my time in, in Wyoming and the toughness and grit that they play with. Um, every single week, regardless of record, um, teams are going to bring uh, their best effort and play really, really hard. They get ready for a big date on September 17th, Skyview and Ridgeline. That's in Smithfield. We'll all be looking forward to that one. Coach Hal, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, Good luck through the season, and please stay healthy. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate all you guys do to, uh, to provide great opportunities for our kids in the Valley.